Hello, and welcome to Transformation by Truth podcast, where the call become the chosen and those who have been dedicated to serve the Most High receive the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth as we progress our quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life. My name is D.L. Anderson. I'll be your tour guide. Let's get started with today's lesson. My friends, D.L. Anderson here. Welcome back to Transformation by Truth podcast and the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life, week eight. Now, today we continue the sin series. Two weeks to examine the greatest issue known to man. Today's podcast is Lecture G, a word of truth accounting of sin the greatest issue known to man, day eight. The title of the podcast for today is, Why Did I Do That? Part Three. But now, having been set free from sin, you have your fruit resulting in holiness and everlasting life. Romans 6, 22. Here are the Lecture G objectives. Review the process by which we commit sin. Discuss the importance of stopping sin at the source. Analyze one of the greatest reversals of spiritual fortune. And prove once and for all how you can make an end of sin in your life. For those in our virtual book club, this lecture references Chapter 5, of the Pinnacle of Holiness, Volume 1, The Composition of Mankind. The first section is entitled, Breaking the Process of Sin. In yesterday's podcast, we discussed the detailed process by which we commit sin. Explicitly, we examined how carnal stimuli traverses the mind, the heart, and the will and becomes an illicit act of sin. I would review this process again before proceeding with this lecture, because in this lecture, I'm gonna show you how to break it. As you can see by the image, it begins with carnal stimuli that enters the mind, that then creates carnal thoughts, that enter the heart, that then creates carnal intentions, that formulate your will, that result in carnal actions, a.k.a. sin. As it pertains to the soul, the process clearly starts at the juncture where carnal stimuli enters the mind via the flesh or the spirit division. The nature of the stimuli that evolved from these two parts of our body is different. As it pertains to the flesh, this stimuli corresponds to our physical senses, i.e. touch, taste, sight, smell, and hearing. On the surface, there isn't anything too sinister about our physical senses. The problem is the result of man's management of these senses outside of the Father's divine order. In this regard, 
the flesh is prone to overindulgence. For example, there is nothing sinister about the sense of taste. Yet, what happens when someone overindulges in foods that are harmful to the body, if not eaten in moderation? You guessed it. They are going to have health problems if they don't get things under control with their diet. The same can be said for all our physical senses. Without the divine order of Elohim and the balance that comes with it, we will become carnal in our physical sensations and find ourselves on a path in which we are defiling our bodies, which the word of truth designates as the temple of Elohim. This is not something you want to do, for to do so is death. On the other hand, there is stimuli that also comes from our spirit division in the form of spiritual senses. In this regard, there are three primary senses, lust, indifference, and repulsion. Now, although there are varying degrees of these three primary senses, all spiritual senses can be traced back to one of these primary three. In addition, since the spirit division is a source of the body, it is a division we must address first if we are to break the process of sin. I am going to show you why and how this is the case in the next section. Let's now discuss stopping sin at the source. I'll begin this section by speaking the deadliest spiritual sense associated with sin, that is lust. Lust is an intense longing or craving for something. It is so intense, it will cause you to direct all your energies towards fulfilling it. Lust is the driver of overindulgence as pertains to our flesh. It is why men and women develop addictions. Therefore, if we are to ever break the process by which we commit sin, we must eliminate lust. In doing so, we will weaken the flesh and curtail the inundation of carnal stimuli into our minds. But here's a question. How do you eliminate lust from the equation of sin in your life? The answer, by the set-apart spirit of Elohim. This speaks to one of the many reasons why you cannot initiate your quest for holiness if you don't have the set-apart spirit of Elohim. It's because your spirit division is occupied by senses that bring out the worst in your flesh. They don't just let your flesh get away with doing whatever it wants to do. Many of these senses feed the flames. Here's a question. How does the set-apart spirit eliminate the spiritual sensations of lust, indifference, and repulsion? Here is the answer. By replacing them with spiritual fruit, powers, and gifts. On this wise, there is not one silver spiritual bullet 
that eliminates lust, indifference, or repulsion from our spirit. On the contrary, the Holy Spirit will overwhelm these anti-Mashiach spirits and force them to leave us as we continue in our mastery of the Father's will. Likewise, the elimination of lust, indifference, and repulsion do not happen at the end of salvation. This elimination, like nearly everything we have analyzed thus far, is a process, and it runs parallel to the way of holiness. No doubt, we will spend a great deal of time in future podcasts analyzing this process. For now, what you need to know is this. By receiving the set-apart spirit and adhering to his guidance, you are taking your first major step in your victory over sin. Let's now discuss a reversal of spiritual fortune. What happens next in this process is extremely fascinating, and it is indeed one of the most amazing turn of events you will ever experience in your life. That is, after you experience the initial salvation, and the Holy Spirit begins to reside within your spirit division, it will transform the stimuli that comes out of that division. In effect, what was predominantly carnal stimuli in the form of lust, indifference, and repulsion will now be spiritually progressive stimuli. This is a game changer because the physical stimuli deriving from your flesh has never been curtailed nor controlled. Yet, since this is required for you to be saved, your flesh must be combated with an even greater and more powerful source of stimuli. This, my friends, is one of the great works of the Holy Spirit and one of the primary objectives of transformation. That is, to begin the process of managing the physical stimuli deriving from the flesh and ensuring it does not oppose the Father's will in your life. Here you see now, the mind has physical stimuli coming into it, but also from the set-apart spirit, it has spiritually progressive stimuli for the first time. Again, this is a game changer. And this is where things get interesting and why the mind is the primary battleground of the soul. It's because it is the location where the stimuli, the Holy Spirit, wars with the physical stimuli of your flesh. It is a battle for the ages, and one side will always win. For the sake of optimism, I trust the spirit will overcome your flesh and win the war over your mind. And this, my friends, is where the interesting turns crucial, for you now must win the war over your heart. Here is why this is so crucial. Whereas your mind is more neutral and delineated by intellect and processing power, the heart is the exact opposite. It is extremely biased and defined by emotions and decisions that often conflict with facts and reality. 
for this cause, the war over your heart will be even more demanding than the war over your mind. Yet have no fear, because by the spirit, the thoughts entering the mind will no longer be predominantly carnal. They will now be progressive physically and spiritually. As you can see in this picture, the heart is now receiving physically and spiritually progressive thoughts because the set-apart spirit of Elohim has won the war over the mind. The key is the thoughts entering your heart are progressive. This is because the Holy Spirit is now regulating your physical man or woman. Therefore, all the physical thoughts you are allowing into your heart are in the eternal interest of your soul. Our last section is entitled, The End of Sin. Now, although this does not make the war over the heart uncomplicated, it does make it immensely easier. Still, it, like every worthwhile pursuit, will take time. To be precise, the renovation of the heart is the most time-consuming phase of transformation. You will learn why in future podcasts. What you should appreciate now is the fact that your victory in securing your heart and ensuring its treasures are aligned with the Father's will is a clear indication the end of sin in your life is near. This is because the intentions created in your heart are now evolving from a spiritually progressive desire to do the Father's will. Not only this, but your desire is to succeed at all costs. Here's why. Your heart has a nature of passion about it that, when aligned with good, is the primary driver of your perfection. For you will never achieve perfection if you are not passionate about it, even more passionate than you were about those matters that made you a slave to sin. This speaks to the power of your intentions. Remember, intentions are a prelude to actions, and the dividing line between the two is opportunity. Trust me. The Father is going to give you the opportunity, and ready or not, you will reveal to him what is truly in your heart. Albeit, the revelation is more for you, for he already knows. And here you see, the will is now receiving spiritually progressive intentions and physically progressive intentions. Now, once you achieve this model of progressive intentions, it becomes impossible to commit an illicit act of sin. This is because your will is not an independent agent. For this reason, your will cannot act independently of the direction provided to it by the heart and the mind. In this regard, your will is your executioner. It either executes the will of the Father, or it executes desires of your unregenerate heart. Therefore, 
if you desire to do the Father's will, the focal phase is the purification of your heart. From this juncture, you can finally submit your will to the Father and initiate the process by which you constantly fulfill his will. This, my friends, is a conclusion of the high-level process by which we commit sin. Seeing as sin is the greatest issue of all time, we will spend a great deal of this quest analyzing the details of this process, for appreciating the weight of it will take more than three days. Now, here is the final word. Now you know why you sin, and now you know at a high level how you can stop it. I often say, man makes complex what Elohim makes simple. As you have seen from this three-part lecture, understanding the process by which we commit sin is not hard. Your flesh is a primary instigator. Your soul is a primary victim. And set apart spirit is your primary help. As I said, the process cannot be simpler. Yet we are the variables of interest in every spiritual implementation. Thus, even though this process is uncomplicated, we will complicate it if we're not careful. For this cause, you will find me focusing a terrific amount of energy on prevention and ensuring you learn one of the most valuable lessons on this quest, that is keeping it simple. Now, here is the assignment for today. Spend as much time as you can meditating on today's podcast and reach out to me directly if you have any questions. I'm here for you. And here is what's next in this series. We completed today's podcast, Why Did I Do That Part 3? And tomorrow's podcast is The Believer and Sin, Part 1. Now, if you are a member and have questions, please click the Q&A box underneath the video player. Likewise, if you have comments you want to share with the group, please share those in the comment box located beneath the Q&A box. Now, if you're not a member and you have questions about today's podcast, feel free to contact us via our website at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and use the form on our contact page, and we will respond to you as soon as we can. And thank you for being with us today. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Remember to tune in with us every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And if you haven't already, visit us at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and make sure you sign up to join the Quest for Holiness, Perfection, and Everlasting Life 2022.